Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another interview in the Sovereign Self series. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with Dr. Beverly Yates today. We are going to discuss <laughs> your heart, whether it's going to be an attack or gratitude, and a woman's journey into health. Um, I am so glad that you are here with us today. Dr. Yates is a naturopathic physician. She truly enjoys helping her patients crack the code and solve their complex health issues, especially diabetes, heart disease, sleep issues, and stress. She's an internationally known author and speaker, making information clear to people at all levels, from novice to expert. Dr. Yates is an experienced clinician and educator who helps people understand what went wrong with their health and what needs to change to make things better. She is honored to serve people from all walks of life who seek better health for themselves, their families, and their communities. Dr. Yates is a licensed doctor of naturopathic medicine, a graduate of the National University of Natural Medicine, and a graduate of MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, with a bachelor's of science degree in electrical engineering, of all things. There's a degree <laughs> behind that. Uh, she has also founded and led the first ever fully accredited in the state of California residency program for naturopathic and integrative medicine. Welcome, Dr. Beverly. Hey, all right. Thank you so much, Sophia Renee. I'm really thrilled to be here with you and you know, be a part of this uh, session today. I'm excited to talk about these topics. Excellent. November here, we're talking about moving into gratitude and gratitude and mm -hmm. action and moving mm -hmm. gracefully through this holiday time of year where mm -hmm. we have so many things that happen from, you know, All Hallows Eve, Halloween, whatever you prefer to call it, uh, Day of the Dead through Thanksgiving and into Christmas, Hanukkah, and all those other lovely solstice kind of things that happen that time of year. And we tend to celebrate all of these things with particular kinds of food, some of which are better for us than others. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And then you combine that with the stress and it puts you in this situation where sometimes you think you're going to explode. Mm-hmm. In, in a most literal way and perhaps sometimes in a, a cardiac kind of way. <laughs> so I'd like to talk with you a little bit about navigating the holidays. Yeah. You know, holidays are a challenge for most folks for a lot of interesting reasons. And I think sometimes people go into the holiday season with expectations that really can't be met. Their expectations are so high and yeah. Norman Rockwell own. and everybody's peaceful yeah. and happy. And yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. and, you know, we are often our own worst enemy. And some people make the joke that the holiday season reveals the three people for whom their families aren't dysfunctional, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And, and there are three and it's and not mine, three. darn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just too many expectations in too short of a period of time. And I also think that, you know, when you look at the fall seasons, the transitions to winter, the Earth's energy, in my opinion, is literally going into the ground. And yet we're expected to be out and in full flower as if this were spring or summer. 
the energy doesn't match. And I think people get exhausted in a different way. There's yeah. emotional disappointments. They probably aren't attending to their health at this time because they're trying to meet their perceived needs of others, which, you know, often others really want your time and attention and love. They might not want the stuff you're trying to acquire for them, yes. right? Like, like it's enjoying the hugs versus all that it took to be in the same time and place. So I think the holidays yeah. can be, for some people, a big setup for disappointments. Oh, absolutely. So what are some of the tips that you give your patients going into this season, especially with regards to food and the holiday eating? I know for myself, I get a lot of uh, pushback mm-hmm. around the fact that there are certain things I can't eat any longer. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to pass on the stuffing. Right. Um, so how, how do you cope with that? Because food is a very social thing in this season. It is a very social thing. And this season really maximizes the feast aspect, which tends to be rich foods. So I tell people go into the holiday season with a clear plan and have your top three things for your own self care. One of them could be as simple as making sure that you exercise, stretch, or breathe every day with intention Mm-hmm. The one that's directly related to food is to know what the foods are that work for you. And before you go to your social event, especially if it's a party and particularly if it's with family, because those are deep emotional roots then around food. Absolutely. would be to either bring your own food or make sure that people know in advance that you're coming and what you need for food. And if they aren't able to provide it or if they are difficult about it, if they shame you about it if they just get strained or if they won't admit that they don't understand what gluten-free means, for instance, yes, you got to default back to self-care and putting your own needs first and then make sure you bring the food that you need in portions that make sense. My number one tip is simple. And I'll bet you can guess what it is. It's eat fiber rich foods first. Ah, the vegetables, the fruits, stuff like have that. Have the salads and the veggie yeah. plate first. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Fill up with that. Have a full glass of water and then go on and eat what you're going to eat. Chances are you won't have room to do yourself too much damage if you really can't stay away from it. Yeah. And I, I'm one of these people that, you know, it's the pumpkin pie. It's just, <laughs> oh, I have to have a nibble of that. I know I'm going to pay later. It's got so many things <laughs> in it that just, but I have to have one nibble. <laughs> yep. Yep. Let the nibbles work for you, not against you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I love working with you. I'm going to come out and just say it. HIPAA, to hell with HIPAA. (laughs) I see Dr. Beverly. (laughs) She is awesome. Okay. Thank you. And one of the things I love about working with you is you're not one of these people who's like, here, just take 8 million piles of of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like the fact that you're looking for the root cause for why things are happening. Okay. And this is a beautiful, amazing thing for me. So talk to me a little bit about a patient or what do I want to say, a composite patient, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are under the auspices of HIPAA here. Um, what can be done with changes in eating habits, changes in how you manage your stress, changes in your activity level? Yeah, so that's a great question. And it's usually the place where we start. I always, with any patient that I work with, or with telehealth people, you know, we plant our flag someplace really clear so that we have an area of focus. So we figure Mm -hmm. out upfront, what's the most uh, pressing issue? For some people, it's sleep. Some people, it's stress is blowing their world up. Some people, it's their foods. They, they lose their energy and they can't focus, et cetera, because their foods are undermining their health. Right. Some people, it's a lack of exercise. 
Some people have really poisonous relationships in which I refer them in that case to counselors because I'm not a counselor, but I totally understand that that emotional world can totally mess up people's health chronically, right? Yes. Once we figured out those causes, then from there, I guide people, right? Like I'm their trusted professional guide, you know, over 25 years of expertise, helping people get to that ideal or at least minimally a much better level of health. And along the way, they have the discovery of their aha oh, these one or two things I'm doing are actually the crux of the problem. Now that I've dealt with that, I feel a lot better. And then they can go on to other things. Um, One of the interesting things in that journey, I think, of self-discovery for a lot of people is that often what's wrong is some stuff that's really pretty simple for most people. It's nowhere near as complicated um, or obscure as they might think. But it might not be obvious either, because if you think about it, what's marketed to us is the stuff that makes us sick. It's not the stuff that gets us well. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You're, you're preaching to the choir over here. I'm like, <laughs> yes, all the stuff that you see advertised on TV, don't eat that. <laughs> That's clue number one. <laughs> they have a much yeah. bigger budget. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little concretely about what can be done. I mean, it's one thing to say, oh, I feel better and I'm sleeping better, but there are even more, what do I want to say, life-threatening things Mm -hmm. that can be reversed by taking this approach. Sure. So in taking this approach, let's say in the example, someone has a heart problem, particularly with women, right? Women will have heart problems and symptoms of heart problems that will present differently than men. Men have the classic presentation we've all seen in movies for a heart attack. And I clutch their chest, exactly. They fall over, they're riding on the foreign plane. It's clear to most of us, even to the most casual observer, oh, this person might be having a heart attack. Women don't present that way. Their symptoms can be a lot more quiet and subtle. And they might have what seems to be a really profound bout of gas. Or they might have pain that radiates up into their jaw or down their left arm. Mm -hmm. Right, They're not likely to be clutching their chest, yet they're very much having a heart attack, a true myocardial infarction. So when people come to see me often, it's after something like this has happened. Maybe they have uh, atrial valve problems. They have atrial fibrillation. Maybe they have congestive heart failure. And I've had a lot of success clinically over the years for figuring out where things are not right for them Mm -hmm. and then providing them either with lab tests, supplements, and minerals and nutrients that are specific, very specific, to the cardiovascular system in the therapeutic doses that have evidence base behind them to get better and to strengthen that heart, that myocardial tissue, to strengthen their blood vessels or to calm the nervous system. Sometimes the stress for them is off the chain and we need to deal with that. That, (laughs) You know, so it just depends, but it makes the difference. And then with that, then they can maintain. And, you know, I have some real amazing um, reversals and improvements of very serious heart problems because we've worked at it from that point. So rather than chasing the symptoms, we've gone after what's wrong. Like literally, is their heart energy exhausted? And, you know, if that mitochondrial cellular energy of the heart is not right, the heart doesn't beat right and they feel constantly exhausted. Yes. It's a kind of exhaustion that's different from if you've ever worked in your garden all day mm-hmm. or if you've prepared to run a 5K or a 10K, if you have history as an athlete, um, if you go to yoga Like there's a way in which that kind of tiredness, frankly, feels very satisfying and enriching. You're tired, but you're glad about it. It's a good tired. It's a good tired. The kind of tired these people feel, oh, they they literally can't and don't want to move. They just, there's nothing that really starts to fill up their battery, so to speak. They just get more and more tired. 
Yeah, and you're so, like deeply depleted, on, literally on a cellular level. On a cellular level, because they don't have the energy in the right places. And so I can help them with getting that boosted and improved. And it's, uh, it's thrilling to me because they usually feel that change quickly if I've been able to hone in on what their issues are. And so within a week to two, three weeks, they're like, wow, I feel like I'm coming back. Like the lights are coming back on. Or like I'm the energizer bunny. And that just makes me just feel good because in that yes. process, I'm not breaking anything. I'm helping them tap back into the energy they used to have that slowly, slowly, slowly went away. It just started to leak mm-hmm. out, so to speak. Yeah, you know? and you didn't have to like crack their chest open and do extreme things to make it no. happen. No, nothing, nothing dramatic that way. The kinds of things that <clears throat> naturopathic medicine excels at, we will probably never see in a commercial TV show because it's not dramatic that way. Like yeah. literally, like you said, we don't crack chest. We're not putting people on a bypass machine. You know, we're not electroshocking them. We're not doing any of those far more dramatic and frankly, at times needed things. In this case, this is also needed, but the public is just not in that place. Like a lot of people yeah. aren't. They come here after stuff is really broken. And then frankly, it's a lot more work to do it after the fact. Yeah, the good preventative news is, is better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not too late. That's the good news. But oh boy, I would love to work with some people much sooner before they're on that serious end oh, of it, absolutely. You know? you know, having been on this path of finding like the root problem and mm-hmm. solving it that way because my body rejected so many of the things they prescribed for the symptoms of mm-hmm. high blood pressure, the <clears throat> symptoms of high cholesterol. I, I literally can't take those drugs. So I was forced down this path of let's find out why my body is highly inflamed and why mm-hmm. it's reacting this way. And I talked to friends. One, I have one friend in particular who literally has she had a virus that attacked her heart and now she has congestive heart failure. Yeah. I know this would help her so much. But when I talk to her about the things that I'm doing and the things I'm doing to support my health, there's this big block that comes up and she says, Mm -hmm. well, my health insurance will not cover that. (laughs) Therefore it is not available to me. And I, it, I just, I love her so much. I want to just grab her and shake her and go, Invest in your life, woman. <laughs> this is too important to allow the insurance company to stand between you and getting what you need. Yeah. What, what do you tell people when the whole, <laughs> are you covered? That is my insurance company going to pay for all of this? You know, I love that you brought this topic up. It has come up so incredibly frequently. And my comment to people is, what is your life worth? Mm-hmm. You know, who's really most invested in you being well, your insurance company or you, your yes. insurance company there, frankly, for policy payments, et cetera, to collect your payments. And they put you in a large pool with other people and they hope to goodness that they never have to have a big payout on you. And if they do, yeah. right. They're the gonna first thing it. they're going to say is no. Yeah. They're there for <laughs> and and then care. eventually you can <laughs> nag them into paying, right? <laughs> they're there for catastrophic care, period. The day-to-day stuff or for chronic illnesses that make you miserable and congestive heart failure is absolutely on that list. They're not there to help you get better. They're there to help you manage disease. They're not there to help you promote health. It's a completely different conversation and their business model doesn't reflect that. So you do need to invest in yourself. The good news is, is that doing these things of treating the causes and taking care of yourself, having a tailored specific supplement program, if you need supplements, changing what you eat and your nutrition, which is probably the cheapest thing you can ever do. 
it's so much less expensive than anything the insurance company is going to offer you in any other kinds of treatments that are really, you know, like I said, the much more dramatic stuff. And I think, again, because of the marketing, people just don't think of investing in themselves that way. They'd rather go get a handbag or change their motor oil Mm-hmm. and actually pay for health care. It's interesting. Like I know people who can tell me, oh, well, if I drive to say Lake Tahoe or someplace snowy and icy, I have to change the motor oil, right? To be the right weight for frigid temperatures. They understand that. Even if you aren't a person who loves cars or mechanical things. And yet if you say to them, well, what did you eat today for breakfast and how did it support or undermine your health? It's like Danish. having ambient headlights. <laughs> they don't know. Right, exactly. So when they're tired, one, two o'clock in the afternoon, they're doing a face plant on their desk. They cannot stay awake, right? Because like you just said, it was an all-car meal or snack. It just took their blood sugar right off a cliff. They just don't get easily the way to connect those dots that, oh, what I ate now resulted in feeling fatigue or it's increased my inflammation. It made me much more likely, let's say, to have strokes and heart attacks, achy knees, foggy mind, unclear functioning of their um, ability to focus, on and on. They don't get that one thing is absolutely connected to the other. And really, nutrition is the least expensive thing you can possibly do in service of your health, no matter what your budget may be. Like you can probably eat leafy greens, maybe let's say in lentils or beans as much as you need to. And for most people, that's going to be a really healthy diet. It does not have to be super expensive and in some fancy store. Yeah, you, you don't have to go to whole wallet and give them your paycheck. <laughs> whole wallet? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> They've got lots of names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does not have to be like that. It's interesting, though. People will say, oh, insurance won't pay for it, therefore I won't do it. And I'm like, well, insurance might not pay for you getting your motor oil changed in your car, right? I mean, again, I hate to keep going to car analogy, but since so many people yeah. cars, I understand this. But yet you'll go and get the oil changed for your engine because you know if that stuff gets too gummy, going to destroy your engine and you have to wind up either buying or leasing in another car and there'll be yep. that many more thousands or tens of thousands of dollars out of your pocket exactly they, get that. they don't seem to get it about self it's just it's just strange it's an but, interesting disconnect but sometimes I'm, people like you come along and you get it right and you yeah. invest yourself and look at that beautiful smile you are radiant for a reason yes and i, I care of your health much better than i was five, even six years ago. But on this note, I'm going to put us on pause for just a second. We have a commercial break coming up here. And we are going to continue to talk with Dr. Beverly about some of these things that we can do simple, easy things to care for ourselves as we go through the holidays. Uh, If you would like to continue this conversation with us on Facebook, you can find me at Zofia Renea, that's Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A. And Dr. Beverly is actually Dr. Beverly Yates. That's D-R-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y-Y-A-T-E-S. And stay with us. We will be with you right after this break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social. 
to go viral and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea. I am here with Dr. Beverly Yates, and we are discussing uh, survival strategies <laughs> for the holidays, as well as ways that you can support your health to become much more vibrantly healthy than you currently are in ways that conventional medicine is ill-equipped to, to guide you in. So... One of the things we talk about here is weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. And I love that you do this in your work as well, Dr. Beverly. Would you Thank like you. to share that approach with us? Sure, sure. So I have a, a really great example of it. Uh, it was a woman that I worked with who is still the most mindful person I ever met up front in terms of questioning me to be sure that we were a right match to work together. She had a childhood history of the onset of her particular um cardiac problems and uh, she had misdiagnosed rheumatic fever along with some other mm. things. And she lived in a part of the country where she didn't have access to a lot of good medical care. So to make a long story short, when she was finally diagnosed, she's been struggling with that since childhood. So when she came to see me, this was over a decade ago, her initial questions were all around, could I help her with what appeared to be a worsening situation of a mix of atrial fibrillation and um, congestive heart failure. Mm. And in her case, the cardiologist was really unhopeful and things were just getting worse and worse and worse. And he was a very experienced person. And he felt that anything whatsoever in the world of natural health care and natural medicine would have no help for her. He was like, I don't even know why you're trying. You know, those guys are all a bunch of nuts. There's no validity. And she's There's no too science. far gone to, yeah. Too exactly. far gone, right? Even though there's a ton of science. I mean, if you actually do the research, you realize what a silly statement that was from a cardiologist, right? Like, dude, yeah. you're supposed to be the science person. Well, you're, so, you're, you're the competition, though, too. <laughs> well, yeah, right? You know, and I, I'm like, I, you know, for me, it's like I do have an MIT degree. I still love science. I have not turned my back on it, but I'm using it in the service of the least harmful approaches and most effective things we can do from the realm of natural medicine where appropriate, right? Like, that's all good. So for this particular woman, I had a chance to work with her. 
She did a great job. She actually got her homework done. Some people Yay. come and they want a miracle without participating. <laughs> oh, God. Don't right? get me started on clients right? who are like, just fix me. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no. Yeah. The, the, the healer sits inside of you. I'm the just you. the guide. <laughs> yeah, I'm the guide. I am your professional guide, right? And so with that idea of invoking the healing potential, we want to remove, remove the obstacle secure. We want to work with you and not against you. Mm-hmm. And so she totally got that message. She was 100% resonant and understood she needed to participate. This wasn't like rolling your car into Jiffy Lube and get the oil changed. Yeah. She needed to be able to shift and make her own changes. Yes. I could simply light that path and she had to walk it as her guide. You know, I just, I'm just the guide. She's walking the path. So she had done the work. She had wonderful results. Even the cardiologist wrote in his notes, wow, I'm amazed. But uh-huh. dang, she's a lot better. And in fact, there's a very specific measure for congestive heart failure called LVEF, left ventricular ejection fraction. Yep. Hers was below 20%, not good, right? Mm-hmm. That means most of the blood that comes into that last, that last quadrant of the heart that goes back out with oxygen is not going back out. In her case, 80% or more was sitting in there going yep. around, going around, that, not that's good. Th- that's the same situation my friend is in. I mean, yeah. the poor thing uh, yeah. does terrible things this to your energy good. levels. People are tired because the oxygen literally can't get out of that chamber yeah. of the heart and go back out and re-energize their body. I mean, it's straightforward what's wrong. And yeah. to be able to help people in that profound situation is just a wonderful thing. It's just, I just feel so good about being able to help people with that. So in her case, she got all the benefits because she did the homework. She did the work. We so love for that. me as guide, I was like, yes, this is fantastic. Okay. And so, and then, so what, what did that come up to? It was below 20 and... It has come up as high as about 74, <gasps> 77%. And right now nice. I think she's holding steady in the high 60s. As it's like you just completely flipped the ratios completely around. Completely flipped the script. This is That's fantastic. Beautiful. She goes around and lives her life. She is living her best life right now. But she had a bump in the road. And here's where prevention comes in. And this is why mm-hmm. I say, I don't think the human brain is really wired for prevention because a lot of us will fight, kick, and scream and do anything but preventive. Yeah. This is where I could tell the work that we had done together and the fact that she did her homework and kept doing her homework. She didn't go off back to bad habits because sometimes people do that. They mm-hmm. get better. I they feel better. Now I can, yeah, yeah, now I can go back on my carbs yeah. and yeah. Now no. I can be mad at people all day and I can eat bags and bags of cookies and oh my God, now I'm sick again. How did it happen? Like, wait, oh. what happened? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So in her case, she stayed on her path and she got a bump in the road in that a family member of hers, one of her children literally came back home with two young kids. If I remember right, they were ages three and one at the time okay. and left them with her and took back off to the rest of her life. So now- <gasps> Yeah, now exactly. she's raising great. young children again. She had her grandkids dropped in her lap unexpectedly. Oh, and oh it was ironic goodness. because the youngest child had just left the house and was off to college. And she and her husband were like, woo, party We're empty nesters. We can travel now. That's nope. not how that played out. Oh, no. So when she called me to tell me, and then, you know, she had made an appointment and we came and she told me the whole story. I was just like, oh, my God, really? So I was like, Okay. Well, now we're going to find out if all this work you've done has held you in good stead, because I'm quite confident you're probably not going to go backwards on your cardiovascular measures, your lab Mm -hmm. tests, your left ventricular ejection fraction, LVEF, things like that. I'm expecting will be either rock steady or continue to improve. But she was still in a phase where she could have room for improvement. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. It was without a ripple. Because honestly, when she first told me about this, Sophia, Renea, 
I was afraid for her that she mm-hmm. might get freaked out and stop doing her good part of the homework exactly, and go backwards and lose all of her beautiful gains. She had worked so hard. This woman deserved yeah. to win. The well, and is, I- she kept doing it. That's awesome because on like a mental, emotional, spiritual level, a lot of times when you get nailed with a setback like that, Mm -hmm. it's like, I can't take this. And then on some subconscious level, you work to prove that you can't. Right. And to have those uh, ejection fraction uh, results drop into the basement would be a proof. I absolutely can't do this. You have to come get these children. (laughs) Right, right. So it all wound up working out and a uh, very long story short, yet more family stuff going on. Um, you know, it has all resolved. The grandkids are still with the grandparents. The parent is now with them and everybody's life is actually better as a result. But that was a heck of a transition. That was yeah. not a planned event. <laughs> I'll bet it was. <laughs> yeah. Good. And kudos to all involved. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It can be really hard in the face of those kinds of setbacks yeah. when life happens like that to maintain the good habits and not be what I want to say, just whipped back to old, not very, not very supportive habits, I guess is a good word for it. Yeah, exactly. So how do you manage to work with your patients to, to get them signed on to their role in the prevention and maintenance of their, their healthiness? Ideally, we have a plan that they understand. I think I'd like to say I I do a fine job of explaining the most complicated thing in terms that people can understand. And then usually from there, we can find some of the emotional things that are important to them. Like I remember one woman I worked with, um, she was a woman who owns a a restaurant here in North Beach in San Francisco. And um, she and her husband had been running it together for years, but she had come up with some bad habits and she had sleep apnea, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, unfriendly kinds of cholesterol, not just high cholesterol. She also was obese and she had type 2 diabetes. Um, So in that process of working with her, I found out it was very important to her to be around for her grandkids. She literally wanted to be able to walk the older ones down the aisle at their respective weddings should they ever decide to be wedded, right? Yeah. So I was like, aha, we now have a moment of leverage. (laughs) Yes, there's some motivation right there. Motivation, a very clear one, right? So at every visit, I would check in with her. Hey, how's it going with the family? How's it going with your grandkids? You know, they're getting older. They're getting through these milestones. And I would remind her that, look, you said you wanted this outcome. And if you would like that possibility, I can't, obviously, I can't guarantee it. That's not ethical. It's not moral to do that. But, but we are here to support to keep that. you in shape enough so it's a possibility. Like, yep. you know. Yeah, so bar- really barring did. a Mack truck or something unexpected. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> And the good news is she got on board. So it's, it's that one-on-one personal work with people to find out what's important to them rather mm-hmm. than me from on high as doctors say, oh, you have to do it my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. That's not helpful. Instead, and people no. have had plenty of that already, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I know personally from walking this path, um, you know, the guidelines are fabulous, but every now and again, you find yourself in circumstances that it's like, well, geez, what, what should I do here? Right. 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 Um, one of the things that I run into periodically um, are situations where I, I'm flat footed. I'm in a restaurant and there's like literally nothing on the menu that's yeah. working for me. That happens. And I remember sitting in a consult with a nutritionist who specialized in food sensitivities and this kind of thing. And I said, okay, look, 
if I'm in one of these circumstances and, and I, I work really hard not to be, mm-hmm. but when I arrive at this moment, what is, what's the better choice for me? A dish that has one single thing that I react to strongly or a dish that has several things that I don't react as strongly to? What is the lesser of the two evils? And yeah. I wish I could say she gave me a good answer to that, but we had a good discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It can be hard real time, particularly if you're traveling, because the food standards around the country and what's commonly in a lot of foods that you wouldn't think would have a bunch of junk in them, you just can't trust it, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's safer to go with the lower levels of things you know that you're sensitive to rather than the one thing that's the showstopper. Right. I would say that that's probably the safer bet. And of course, drink plenty of water as much as you can just to dilute that impact if you can, exactly. um, you know, and just do your best. Have a small mm-hmm. enough meal so that you feel like you've got something so you're not so hungry that you really go off a cliff and eat a <laughs> whole bunch of stuff. Right. Amen. For some people, when they get hungry, their cravings really kick up and then they just lose any semblance of um, good Control. choices. And it's not yeah. about the willpower. People don't understand it. The brain is really not wired for the whole willpower conversation. That is just yeah. not a helpful conversation. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna muscle work. through power through yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know, turns out feeling bad about ourselves doesn't change our behavior <laughs> no no it really doesn't we just feel bad about <laughs> ourselves while we're shoveling in the ice cream or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work that way folks oh rats <laughs> yeah um one of the things i've discovered and this actually helped me on my, my most recent trip. I know you and I have been working together on the blood sugar front, mm-hmm. uh, which was my most recent bugger that was not responding the way it was supposed to. Uh, the intermittent fasting thing has been extremely useful to me because mm-hmm. it's kind of changed my mindset around I have to eat because it's mealtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I've discovered that, you know what? I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have to partake, and so that helped me with this whole: Do I eat the thing that's bad for me or the yeah. thing that's worse for me? Yeah, kind of situation. I can go. All right, I'll just extend my fast, and that's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Look at how peacefully you said that. I'm good. Yeah. And you paused. You sounded like serene. I just think that's such a gift when you are able to know, literally inside your own skin that you are okay, that to eat a whole bunch of junk versus just waiting a few more hours that the better choice for you in that moment, if you're intermittent fasting is to just wait a few hours. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. I think culturally people have practiced intermittent fasting for thousands of years around the world quite safely without calling it intermittent fasting. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you look at all of the religious and spiritual texts from cultures around the globe, from indigenous tribes, from the most westernized tribes of people, all folks. This has been going on for a long time. It's a way to reset the body and I think to reset the soul Mm -hmm. and how you interact with food. And I think that many things right now in our culture and in this part of the civilized world are so focused on literally stuffing, whether it's stuffing emotions, you know, stuffing products in, you probably wouldn't even eat unless they had uh, promoted them exactly and then and stuffing like, shit in your closets and your garage yeah, and you know yeah. i give you apps that remind you hey you gotta go get more of this I, I don't think it's a lack of lack of stuff or food i think it's a lack mm-hmm. of connection and genuine enjoyment um and i think of what people, we've got yeah if you ate in community chances are you wouldn't want that stuff 
or you'd know it was making you sick a lot sooner. And you wouldn't care if the insurance company was going to pay for those doctor visits to help you got better because you would realize, <laughs> hey, being better lets me not have the foggy brain and the, you know, the achy joints and the flares of eczema mm-hmm. and psoriasis and on and on. I well, can feel a lot better. And I go to the doctor a lot less now, less which is a beautiful energy. thing. I mean, back when I was at my worst, I was at the doctor at least once a month, if not more often because my allergies were off the hook, sinus infections and coughs that wouldn't end and aches and pains that wouldn't stop. Uh, My 70-year-old mother, she was 70 at the time, said, you are in worse shape than I am. And there's, you know, 24 years difference between us. That's not a, not a happy statement when your mother tells you that. <laughs> Inflammation is funny like that. It literally means you have a fire to quench somewhere. You know, internally you're on fire. It's like, well, who wants to keep feeding that fire, right? But until people get those connections, they keep doing the same old thing, got them in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so let's see. What are some of the other things that respond well to prevention as opposed to this chronic, acute, uh, (laughs) letting them explode situation? Yeah. So I think the holiday scenario, um, when people have all these expectations of family, friends, colleagues, coworkers, neighbors, casual acquaintances, right? People who are in or out of our lives at various uh, um, levels of connection. I think it's a great opportunity to explore and find if you don't already know what works for you. Mm-hmm. So like in terms of setting boundaries and expectations, knowing that, you know, for you, maybe one or two hours at the party is good, but five hours is way too many. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of eating, knowing that, like you said, if you want to have a nibble or a bite, if that's a good strategy for you, that's probably fine. If you're the kind of person who has a nibble or a bite and then decides you've got to have the whole bowl. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you can't eat just one. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you can't eat just one, you need to stay with that a hundred percent and replace it with something that's a better choice that you will feel um, nourished by. I think doing that dance requires a level of self-awareness and a, a willing to be um, vulnerable and to find out what works for you and to be okay with mistakes. I often think we are all too harsh with ourselves about making mistakes. Yeah, I, I, I tried staying away from my food allergens and I fell off the wagon once and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, therefore, <laughs> I'm not a good person. So I, I will be never be able to right? do that. Yeah. Like that's the, the, the self-talk. Like I, I firmly believe that whatever you think about matters. And if you think you can about whatever it is, fill in the blank, you probably can. And if you think you can't, right, whatever your, your self-talk is in your own brain, you probably can't like they're both true and you just really have to make that decision and get behind it and be flexible about it. And when you get knocked down, you know, try again. Yeah. Decide what the end then of that story is going to be. Yeah. I got knocked down. I fell off the wagon. And then right. what'd you choose to do? You get to write that story. Nobody's going to write it for you, including the insurance company. Absolutely. Well, we are coming up on our second break here. I've got a whole bunch more stuff I want to talk to you about after the break. All right, great. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that very much. (laughs) All of you out there joining us today, if you have any questions for Dr. Bev, uh, they will be giving the phone number that you can call in over the course of the break. So have your paper and pen ready so you can get that phone number down. Uh, If you already have your pen and paper, I'm going to sneak it in here. It's 866 472 5795. If you have a place where the holidays 
particularly trip you up and you want another angle on that, some advice or words of wisdom, a strategy, go ahead and give us a call and spell it out. We will answer that question for you and we will be right back. So stay tuned. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you so much for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea. I am here with Dr. Beverly Yates, and we have been talking about some of the pitfalls and traps that we fall into as we go through the holidays, as well as some alternatives and ways we can prevent ourselves from going there. <laughs> uh, one of the things we, we started discussing, and I think we kind of took a little tangent detour around it, was the fact that uh, soul issues play into our health issues as mm-hmm. well. Um, how long does it take people to kind of warm up and open up to you and start talking about these larger issues that are going on besides just, you know, the fact my cholesterol's high or whatever it is? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I feel really um, honored and privileged to do this work because I'm aware of how personal it is and people's journeys are so unique and specific. It's often on the first visit. I'd say more than 80% of the time people really cut to the chase and say what their actual issue is. I think it's in part because I'm actually listening and paying mm. attention. And, you know, it's not a 10, 12 minute hit and run kind of visit, right? There's just time to really unpack these things and to dive deeper and to just show yourself. And then I try to meet people where they're at. I'm not expecting yes. them to have it all figured out. 
obviously they would not be in that room if, if that if were they the case. had it all figured right? out <laughs> or on the phone if it's telehealth like you know that just yeah. doesn't make sense but by the same token um i think it's important for all physicians to be humble and to not project and to not judge yes you've unless you've literally been that person you don't know what they've been through uh, I think assumptions really hurt in the world of healthcare, and you can often limit someone's healing potential if you're judgmental or have a, I know better than you, therefore you shouldn't have anything to say kind of attitude. It's just, it's not helpful. It's not accurate. Yeah. It's disrespectful. Uh, and you know? I think it's important that doctors remember that there are actually two experts in the room. Mm-hmm. There's the medical expert, and then there is the expert on their body. Yeah. Amen to that. You're the one who lives with it, not me. I'm always mindful of that. Yeah, and you're the one that knows, did it respond when we X, Y, Z'd? Right. Did it respond as well as it should have? Because frequently, you know, it'll be like, yeah, it's a little improvement, but it's not. Right. We didn't get there, you know. Sometimes we have to (laughs) fine tune or just blow it up, start over. Depends on what the details are, whether it's lab tests or other things that can help. Or sometimes, honestly, people give great feedback about how they're feeling. And now with enough experience, I'm like, oh, this means that. And I can check in with them. Hey, here's what I'm thinking. You just said, right. And then I can ask, and then we get an often that if if we weren't able to nail it the first time, usually the second time, bam, we're where we need to be. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example of kind of a, an emotional or a soul level issue that contributes into someone's welfare? Yeah. It's it's interesting how that will show up. Um, There's another patient that I worked with recently and continue to work with right now she's in her wellness phase of her plan so she's doing great she uh, had originally had prediabetes but her uh, precipitating condition was uh, a heart problem that had come up for her and she was really concerned that the combination of having cardiovascular disease along with diabetes that since they're both inflammatory conditions right mm-hmm. she was worried one would feed the other and she'd just get worse a lot sicker well and they quickly. do tend to go hand in hand they do tend to go yes. hand in hand right And so I totally understood that for her, she wanted to get in front of this and to try to change it. In her case, there's a family history, quite a profound one of diabetes, Mm -hmm. but there is not a family history of heart disease. It was interesting, right? Um, And so we worked on some of these things with her and what came up for her soul level was being able to be able to take care of herself and to find that balance, but not necessarily the expense of what she perceived to be her duties as a mother and ah, as a wife. So she was right. trying to make all of that work, you know. And so for women, I think that issue around yeah, caretaking in various we, we tend to put on that superwoman shirt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so that kryptonite of real life tends to come along and undermine our our superwoman aspirations. <laughs> like they just kind of don't go together. Yeah, it's like, no, you do have to put your oxygen mask on first. <laughs> right, before assisting those around you. I literally said that to her. I know she flies a lot, right? She's been doing a lot of more work uh, in her professional field. And so what would come up on the soul level was feelings of whether or not she was worthy. Mm. Could she put herself as a priority? What was okay for her to make of demands or requests for the family? Like in her case, she's one of these people, if she sees the trigger food, the bad snack, she's going to eat it. Yeah, and if they bring it into the house, she's done. Yeah, (laughs) like, could it even be in the house? Or did she need to have her own cabinet? Or did it have to be locked away? Like, people really have to get down on that granular level and figure out where they're at and be honest, you know? I've I've found if I'm going to bring, you know, sugary, carby sweets into the house, it needs to be ones I don't like. Okay. And so I... 
I buy my husband's favorite things that I don't like. <laughs> Here you go. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. That is the exact negotiations that go on. This is very real. And so, you know, soul wise, she was realizing that she was taking on another burden too, which was at the time her father was living in her home with herself, her children and her husband. And she realized that with her siblings, that she was the one sibling who was doing everything for the dad, for her father, the grandfather of her kids. And she was like, okay, look, siblings, I need you all to show up. Mm-hmm. So she had that, you know, down to earth, real meeting, let them know, here's all the things I'm doing for dad. Here's all the things you're yeah. not doing for dad. Which come, one of you is next to care for him? That's you know, right. Come, come to Jesus and let's At come yeah. to Jesus moment. He's been our rock. He's been our foundation. It's time for us as children to give back, but it doesn't mean it can only come from one child. <laughs> and it's better if it doesn't just come from one child exactly. because <laughs> you'll be crushed under it. Yeah. And that was what was happening to her. Some of her lab values and things like that really did track. For when, she, when she was able to get another sibling to have him move in there and got all of his doctor's appointments set up, you know, got all of that responsibility, literally off her shoulders, out of her soul space and mm-hmm. into the siblings. She was much better able to do her homework. So instead of getting 20% better, you know, in her case, she got about 70% better. And then we got another 10% increment when she made some more changes by making her kids be more involved in their own care. They were teens at this point. They were quite capable. Well, it was time. Yeah, It was time. The birds needed to be able to get their wings so they could ready to fly from the nest. Exactly. They they need to know how to do laundry before they go off to college. They need to know how to cook for themselves before they leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, it's just, it's just a good thing. I think that chronic illness sometimes gives people a chance to reflect and to explore those soul issues. Mm -hmm. And it's not permissive, right? Because they weren't, they weren't trying to do that that way. Yeah. It's very non-permissive. But that really is the work that needs to happen. The good news is, is that so much energy gets freed up. It's interesting to see how people's fatigue scores improve. Oh, absolutely. You know? I, I find that many people find their way into my practice, which is all about the soul work, mm-hmm. uh, because their soul has put them on the sidelines with a physical problem. Yeah. They were hit by a truck. They had a heart attack. They've been diagnosed with cancer. And it's one of those, you're going to sit down and really think about what you've been doing moments. And when we're ill, society gives us permission to do that. They're like, oh, yeah. you're sick. That's okay. You sit on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, that permission that we have a hard time giving ourselves. Otherwise, others will look and say, time for you to rest up. We need you to go sit on the bench for a minute, catch your breath. (laughs) That's right. Don't come into the office. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think that health, just like illness, just like birth, just like death, give us a lot of opportunities for those soul moments if we're open to it. And uh, if we don't learn the lesson we need to learn, I can assure you it will come back. And it comes back stronger. Yeah, it it tends to get loud and pushy, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It it whispers, and then pretty soon it comes with a two-by-four upside the head. It whispers. Whack! (laughs) Pay attention. (laughs) That is so well said. You're right. Yeah. So... I know we're kind of winding down to the end of this, and I know you do amazing work out in the world. How can people begin to get engaged with you? I know you brought a gift with you today. Yeah. So the gift that I have for folks is the 21-day blood sugar challenge. So if you type in literally 21daybloodsugarchallenge.com, you will get to opt in to a sequence of videos from me 
as a gift to the community where you can go and explore things around your blood sugar specifically and other aspects of inflammation, of nutrition, of stress, of exercise, and of sleep, and how all of these things come together and either help to support you to be well and to avoid prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, or if you have type 2 diabetes, prediabetes, to help you figure out what the heck is going on Mm -hmm. and what you can do to help yourself. So if you're frustrated with your blood sugar results, if you're stuck at all, or if you have a family issue that either is affecting you now with blood sugar and diabetes, or you're concerned might be coming up to get you, especially if your age is 45 and older, mm-hmm. check it out. It's a wonderful resource. We have some downloads as is appropriate. Um, the longest video is the first day when I'm talking about some of the things of nutrition, because I don't make any assumptions about what people know. So I explain mm-hmm. what proteins, fats, and carbs are in real words. Mm-hmm. That way, everybody has the same information. And then the other videos, the rest of the way are shorter. But I, uh, I do that heavy lift. D- defined sh- shorter. Is this like a 10-minute time investment? Yeah. Some of them are 10 minutes. Some are 20, 23 minutes. It just depends on the day and the topic. And I break it down so everyone, regardless of your educational level or comfort level with medical stuff, can understand what's happening. You know, I introduce hormones and hormone balance. I give them their actual names. I tell you what they do. We have some things about like red light, yellow light, green light, you know, for foods or stress or sleep. I I like that that because that's nice and simple and easy to work with. You know, I I know what a red light is and I ought not to go there, right? (laughs) Exactly. Because sometimes people have, like I said, they just need to tweak one or two things that are really key for them. Like a lot of people don't know that poor sleep will cause your blood sugar to rise. And the Mm -hmm. next thing you know, after a few years or even just several months, let's say you're a perimenopausal woman, maybe your menstrual cycle hasn't completely stopped, but it's starting to do that dance where it's starting to slow down and then it speeds up and all like that before it finally Mm -hmm. stops, right? Maybe you're not sleeping well. That's a classic scenario. Yeah. As a result, your blood sugar goes up and now you show up with prediabetes and you might be going, how'd that happen? I'm not a partier. I'm not eating cheesecake. I go to the gym. Yeah. (laughs) It does not matter. You aren't sleeping well. Your blood sugar is going to go up. Exactly. Same way if you're chronically stressed, you either, maybe you're in a job you don't, you don't like, or whatever your situation may be. Chronic stress will also hijack that blood sugar. It absolutely will like mug you. And there goes your blood sugar. And you'll be like, (laughs) how did I get the problem? That's how you got the problem. It wasn't that you sat there night after night with ice cream, Shoving it, shoveling it in, exactly. Then at least you'd understand how you got there. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? like, okay, yeah, two plus two equals four. I get it, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, if you're one of the people out there who's not being faced with a blood sugar challenge, but th- you have something else that we want that you'd like to talk to Dr. Bev about, uh, what would be the best way for those folks to get in touch with you? Sure. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can either give us a call at the clinic at 415-381-4600. Again, that's area code 415-381-4600. You can also send a text message to that number, go straight to the clinic phone number and we can respond from there. Your other option is you can send an email. I know some people love emails, so you can do that. You can send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at DR, like the abbreviation for doctor. So it's DR Beverly, B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, Y-A-T-E-S dot com. So info at drbeverlyyates.com, and the DR was abbreviated. There you go. Perfect, because, yeah, 
sometimes it's it's hard to find a doctor in your area. And I, one of the things I love about you is you can work with anybody, any place they are. Yeah. They, you don't have to live close to Dr. Beverly to be able to work with Dr. Beverly. And that's a wonderful and amazing thing. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. My pleasure. And thank you all of you for joining us today and listening in on how to begin to cope with the holidays and the holiday rush. I thank you so much. I appreciate you so much for being here and listening in. And I love all of the emails that you've been sending us and the feedback you've been giving us. It's an amazing, wonderful thing. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 